Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. This time now to turn our attention to headlines coming out of China. And we've got a few to look at uh, from China's reaction so far to U.S. lawmakers' visit to Taiwan. Uh, details of the country's new white paper on Taiwan, as well as China's central bank unexpectedly cutting their key interest rates. What does that mean? Let's get some analysis from Dr. O. A. Sun, who's Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Good morning, Dr. O. How are you? A very good morning to all of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got quite a bit to talk about. Obviously, Taiwan front and center as overnight on Sunday, U.S. lawmakers arriving in Taiwan for a two-day trip. They were supposed to meet uh, President Tsai Ing-wen. That is the second high-level group to visit. And all this on the back of that, the, the, the tensions that happened on the back of Nancy Pelosi's visit. I mean, we're seeing in the papers this morning, China staging more drills near Taiwan after this U.S. lawmaker's visit. What are the reactions are you observing here? Well, of course, the reactions, uh, the most uh, obvious one, as you mentioned, is the continuation uh, or what we call additional drills uh, around Taiwan Island and so I think China is once again sending a message of uh, displease uh, towards uh, these uh, U.S. Uh, lawmakers' uh, visit uh, in the aftermath of Nancy Pelosi's uh, visit two weeks ago. Mm. Uh, so what are we looking at in terms of you know what these lawmakers plan to cover? I mean, ultimately, I get asked the question, is it going to make matters worse? It kind of seems to be making matters a bit worse. Well, their visit, shall we say, the most symbolic in nature. Of course, uh, these uh, lawmakers, they are not, uh, you know, the hardcore U.S. Uh, foreign policy makers. Right. So they could not, for example, promise uh, anything to Taiwan. But uh, their presence on the island, of course, uh, would in a sense signify some sort of a U.S. recognition of Taiwan, uh, at least in China's eyes. So China is, of course, uh, very much uh, unhappy about that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and China, uh, or rather Taiwan, largely in focus as uh, China's recently released a new white paper on Taiwan. Uh, what details can you share with us with regard to this white paper? What are we looking out for in terms of the language here? Well, there were two previous white papers. I think one back in the late uh, 1970s and then the other one in the 1990s. But of course, this is a white paper on so-called reunification of Taiwan uh, with a more confident and uh, assertive uh, tone. Whereas previously, they, they lay out in detail that Taiwan pretty much could still keep the political system of the on and so on. Mm. Now, this sort of Taiwan could keep its own political system part is... Uh, almost uh, totally obliterated uh, and replaced by you know, m- more uh, language on, for example, the way of life of Taiwan people could be maintained. Mm. But then uh, they, you know, they need to be introduced to uh, some of the nicer things about uh, mainland China and so on. So it's an overall um, a very uh, commanding tone to, uh, as compared to uh, before, yeah. Mm, as far as, you know, the world's opinions are concerned, the likelihood of this being brought up during the, uh, you know, the G20 in Bali uh, when, uh, you know, President Joe Biden and or, or the U.S. Uh, lawmakers and uh, China lawmakers uh, could potentially meet face-to-face in a very awkward setting. Well, this would be the executive leaders of China and uh, and the U.S. are meeting each other, right? Xi meeting Biden. And of course, uh, the China side would uh, re-emphasize their strong objection 
to some of these U.S. lawmakers visiting Taiwan and so on. The U.S. replied saying, well, in U.S. we have a separation of powers, right? We, mm. the executive, cannot control what Nancy Pelosi was doing and so on. So, but I think underlying all this is still this very stiff com- uh, competition, very strong confrontations between China and uh, U.S. Yeah. Mm. Dr. O, a slightly uh, economic question, uh, because yesterday the People's Bank of China unexpectedly cut its key interest rates, I believe, uh, 10 basis points there, wrapping up support for the economy weighed by COVID lockdowns and you know property issues as well. That's, that's a big concern. Um, how will this rate cutting be key in terms of boosting their economy? What are you reading? so far? Well, uh, you see, China's uh, economic situation is slightly different, or uh, at least points of concerns are slightly different than the rest of the world. In the rest of the world, we are primarily concerned about uh, mounting inflation, right? Mm. Uh, Food prices, energy prices getting more expensive day after day. In China, it's uh, this possibility of economy uh, the economic development are sliding down, the growth rate are slowing and so on. So instead of raising interest rates like the rest of the world in order to combat uh, inflation, China is lowering its uh, interest rate in order to so-called stimulate the economy. Because once the interest rate is uh, lower, then your borrowing cost is lower. So more merchants will borrow money to do business and people are less likely to deposit money into the bank because it's very low interest rates, so they'd rather spend. Yeah. And thereby, it will stimulate the economy. At least mm. that's the hope. Mm-hmm. Um, five of uh, China's largest state-owned companies announced plans to delist from U.S. exchanges. Uh, two countries, of course, struggling to come to an agreement, allowing uh, American regulators to inspect audits of uh, Chinese businesses. I mean, the tech companies are also in focus. At, at the end of the day, I mean, I had a conversation earlier with another analyst, mm-hmm. and we talked about how, you know, really these companies, there are some data points that they do want to keep secret. And so they'd rather go back to China, rather go into Hong Kong. What are your thoughts on this? Well, it, it is that. I mean, on the one hand, it's, of course, the U.S. Uh, regulatory authorities demanding to see more audit results, details of these audits, and, and so on. And if they don't get it, there, well, then uh, you have to delete from U.S. Uh, markets and so on. But on the other hand, I think from the Chinese side, uh, there's also a mounting desire to sort of, you know, to call upon this company to list, if they do want to list, uh, in the jurisdictions where China could assert a certain degree of uh, control. Because, um, frankly speaking, some of these companies' uh, details, mm. not only the U.S. authorities, but the Chinese authorities would like to get to know, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. and uh, they would, I think, very much uh, like some of these larger companies to uh, list again in jurisdiction, in markets where China can assert control, yeah. Basically easier to keep an eye on things. Um, That's right, that's right. And and finally, Dr. Oh, oh gosh, I I don't know if you saw this video um, over the weekend. Mayhem in uh, an, an IKEA outlet in Shanghai. Health authorities trying to lock down the store because someone there was a close contact of an asymptomatic COVID patient. Um, the whole world's watching, criticizing, you know, saying why they're still keeping with this COVID policy. I mean, your opinion, how long more are they going to keep it up? Can they really afford to keep up with this policy and, you know, ignore the world's comments in that sense? Well, actually, the world's comment uh, are somewhat muted, uh, yeah. tacitly muted. And I'll tell you why, because uh, on the one hand, you know, the rest of the world might not be uh, 
very much in favor of all these uh, so-called uh, drastic measures yeah. in China, yeah. right? Yeah. To have zero tolerance for yeah. COVID and so on. But imagine if uh, there is another outbreak in, in China, then uh, the rest of the world will sooner or later be uh, affected as well. So that's why you see uh, while there will be some online comments and so on, the authorities around the world, uh, they are sort of keeping quiet about all these things because, well, for them, if China were to try to contain their own uh, possible outbreak, then it's so much better for the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. I think secretly they are thinking that, yeah. yeah. A bit of that stigma because it did originate in, yeah. in Wuhan, right? So uh, obviously that's, that's right. probably playing on their minds as well. I've uh, been speaking with Dr. O.A. Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. As always, pleasure speaking with you. Thanks again. Take care and have well, a great thank day. thank you very much. Yep, thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.